0: Welcome to the effects loop. I'm Diaz. And I'm Chris. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. All right. This episode is brought to you by Slow Gear Electronics. Um, so we'll talk about it a little bit later in our what's new if you listen to the show.
1: Um, <laughs> After the intro. <laughs>
0: After the intro comes the what's new. But um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Slow Gear Electronics. So, um, let's see. We've got uh, Charlie, who runs the show over there. Born and raised in Nashville. Um, he got his first guitar when he was five, because Nashville. And <laughs> uh, I've got someone calling me while I'm trying to read this. Gosh dang it. Um, but... Uh, well, I think we'll talk a little bit more about him. I I really would like to try to get him on, the episode, on an episode. Um, but uh, he's got his engineering degree, finished it in 1990, moved to Oklahoma in 92, started doing live sound stuff in 96. He started Slow Gear Electronics in 2018 to do pedal mods and some other sound-related things. So one of the cool things that he does is one of the most sought-after boss pedals is the Slow Gear. Hence the name. He actually takes an NF2, is which is the noise suppressor, and he can mod it into a slow gear, which is really uh, cool.
1: Yeah. I need to do that then. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, he, he does that. And it's really awesome. Um, I think because uh, we actually have them sponsoring us a few episodes. I will talk about it a little bit later. But one of the things that they're really pushing right now is their uh, pedal stand. So one of the things that really sucks about boss pedals is it's hard to stand them up for cool pictures or whatever you need to stand them up for doing pedal demos. And they've actually got a 3D printer that's printing these really cool stands. Chris and I got some in. I got to mess with them. If you check out our Instagram, I post some pictures. Chris needs to get some pictures and we'll get them posted.
1: Of my one boss pedal that
0: I have now. Listen, this thing has inspired me to buy more boss pedals because I want to show them off. Um, but you should really go check them out. Go, uh, slow gear electronics, uh, on their Instagram and you can message them. These pedal stands, go check them out because they're actually a lot cheaper than I thought they would be. Um, I believe don't quote me on this. They're running about six bucks plus six bucks plus shipping a pop, which is really cool. Um, so check them out. I know I checked their website out. They've been teasing a drive pedal with a, with a boost built in. I'm hoping that comes out soon. I would love to play with that. I'm I love drive pedals, so that'd be really cool, but they do have the, um, they do mods and cool stuff like that. Check them out. Slow gear electronics. They're on Instagram and, uh, it's just really cool. So, um, that leads into what's new, Chris, what's new with you?
1: I think that was it. Like we got those in. Mm-hmm. I thought we had gotten something else in because I, no, I distinctly got, remember like another package coming this week. But you got me so excited.
0: <laughs> I was like, I was like yelling at my family. I'm like, did the package come for me? So we've got um, we've got a, we're we're gonna keep teasing this, yeah. but a little hint: it's coming from England.
1: And no, it's not a Marshall or a it's Park in
0: England. Who?
1: Park amps
0: i don't know i think there's a lot of england stuff that we don't give credit to england for
1: probably what else did i do yeah but oh, we got I tea actually, what's up ooh, i love tea anyway yeah i uh, also finally tried the bacon and eggs at practice last night <laughs> and I'm sorry. i was so ten- like after doing that actually i did i ran it two way so i did do the regular speaker thing <laughs> Wait. Like, you know it was bored. like everybody like the drummer just got there and was setting up so you know how long that takes Yeah. Um, So I tried that. I definitely see what you were saying about it basically (laughs) being the American idiot thing. So now I'm thinking, okay, I got to figure out how to like A-B-Y this in. But the thing is... And mic it.
0: Did you put it in your pedal chain?
1: (laughs) I tried that too. I put it in the chain and I really liked the drive that it gave.
0: It's not horrible in your chain. But whenever it's a standalone, like the speaker, it's got that very thin... Kind of like, like I said, American Idiot or uh, Rage Against the Machine, like when they do uh, Gorilla Radio and it cuts out all the bass and mids and it's nothing but treble. Mm-hmm. It's got that feel to it, which it's so you can understand where when I bought one, they're like, no, it's broken. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't think so. I, a- I don't even think they make
1: pedals that do that. Like, the only pedal I've seen is like gives you like that vintage radio sound, which is not the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, um, the Mobius is really cool. It does that kind of vintage, uh, the record sound I think is more what uh, people associate with it. Like, uh, the warp vinyl does it and the Mobius has a kind of record sound, but there's not a whole lot of stuff unless you like program an EQ pedal to cut out everything except for your treble. You're really not going to get that kind of interesting sound. That's mostly done on recordings for an effect. But it's a really cool pedal. I mean, as much as like, though, I know the past like two episodes, I've been making fun of it. It's one of my first pedals and I still, I'll always own one. I've got, I'm like, like, I can literally see one right now. Um, because it's not the world's worst thing, but it's, it's its own little special kind of something. Yeah. Um, so you oh. got that you got to try that out that's pretty cool. I
1: think it's
0: it I'm trying to think what's new with me. I know we got the slow gear um stands which honestly, you know it's really weird because like you don't think it's that cool, but I got to play with them and set them up and it's really neat because I have my pedals up like kind of on display. Um I've got different like shelves that hold all my pedals up because I I've become kind of a, a hoarder or a collector of pedals. I don't like selling pedals that much anymore. I do like collecting pedals and boss pedals are number one, cheap. Number two, they sound good. Right. I mean, really people knock on boss pedals, but they're virtually indestructible. Um, they usually sound pretty good for what they're going for. And they're honestly just fun to play with. And to have a cool pedal stand to display them on, it's pretty neat. Yeah. It, it's really one of those things where you're just like, okay, this is like an interesting concept that is actually somewhat useful.
1: How many different colors does he have? Because I don't know what colors you he got. Sent,
0: he sent me four colors, I think.
1: I've got. What did you
0: get? I got red, black, gray and one other that i can't think of off the top of my head was yours actually
1: red or was yours more of a pink
0: i think it was mine was kind of kind of red
1: okay mine's more of a pink so i got black gray pink and a purple i think is what this
0: it is it might be purple um Maybe but a
1: big difference between red and purple
0: he's been working with boss petal project i think it's an instagram or something like that someone who collects boss petals mm-hmm. to actually do color coordinating oh. which is pretty cool so Charlie, if you listen, um, if you come out with a green one, let me know. I'm going to need to order a bunch of them because the Boss Phaser is life. Like, that's, that's where my heart resides, is the Boss Phaser. I've been actually trying to buy a Boss PH3 for cheap lately, and it's not working out so well. Had a guy, and we'll have one on sale locally for 40 bucks. And I tried to get him down to 30 because he's throwing in a patch cable. Which I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, bro, what is this eBay? Like you're on Craigslist. Like, just make it happen. And I was like, Will you take thirty if you keep <laughs> the the patch cable? And he wouldn't budge. So I texted him today and I was actually like, dude, I'll do 40 bucks. I'll meet you today. He still hasn't responded.
1: It's <laughs> probably a, a hard no then.
0: I wonder if he was, like mad that I like quote him like if I kind of like I didn't lowball him, but like I kind of wheeled and dealed. Yeah. Let's see. The price on these on reverb is ridiculous. Fifty bucks plus fifteen shipping, fifty five plus five shipping, sixty. Looks like sixty bucks is like man, maybe I screwed up. Should've given the guy forty bucks and called it a day.
1: <laughs> Just uh use one of your other emails and email him.
0: Well I text <laughs> I texted him. Maybe I should email him. that's right i'm gonna throw him a curveball who doesn't respond to text at least give me like the middle finger all right so that's what's new with me (laughs) i'm taking people off on my local craigslist all right so we'll move on to gear news um we've got a couple cool things we're going to talk about once again we're the season after what are you doing chris
1: that I was putting my coffee down and apparently I didn't judge the uh, room between the <laughs> mic stand and my thing.
0: <laughs> um, well, like we said, we're in that like season right after Nam where everyone's kind of went crazy and, and showed everything. But we did find some cool stuff. Actually, Chris found some cool stuff. Shout out to Chris for that. Um, so Eddie Van Halen, uh, which is made by Fender, uh, announced... Their Stripe Series Shark. If you don't know what the shark is, the shark is this weird, like, explorer style that, um, it's just something else. It looks like it's been notched where there's teeth. The horn here has been sanded down. There's weird little wrench looking things or what are those? like holding it together. It's mm. interesting. Check the um, notes. Uh, if you're on Podbean. we've got them listed there. Same with,
1: uh, oh, I, I haven't been doing that in a while.
0: Don't <laughs> listen to me because Chris is making me look like a liar.
1: Hey, at least I stopped you and was just like, you're mm, like, mm, no. let it.
0: <laughs> well, Google, <laughs> I guess is your friend. Um, but it's really cool. Uh, Eddie Van Halen used to play a guitar like this for a short period of time. I don't really see him with anything like this anymore. But it's one of those interesting things. Number one, it's really cool because it's at fourteen ninety nine, which for an Eddie Van Halen guitar isn't horrible. Uh, it's you can pre-order it um, forty two dollars a month for thirty six months. Hmm. I think this is one of those weird guitars that like would be just cool enough for like a Van Halen tribute band. I couldn't see someone using this in a regular band. Maybe in like a bar band. This is like a dad really? guitar. Yeah, this is like a dad guitar. This is like the guy at the bar band who's like playing Van Halen and he's not doing it exactly right, but he still thinks he's really hardcore and he's like pointing to chicks. And like, yeah, that's what I imagine going on in my head. All right like now.
1: five people that are in the bar.
0: Yeah, he's the guy who's playing for a sold-out stadium, no matter what venue he's really playing in.
1: So Jack Black at the beginning of uh, School of Rock.
0: Yeah, he's he's like, I need more pyro, guys, guys, more pyro. Listen, Van Halen wouldn't do it at this level, and the guy, the lead singer's like, "Guy, dude, we're not Van Halen." He's like, "Not with that attitude, or not." That's the argument that just happened. I don't know if you were there for that, but it was pretty crazy. Um But yeah, it's a pretty cool guitar. Yeah.
1: Not my style, so since you're more the Eddie person I was gonna let you talk I'm, about that.
0: I'm not really like the Eddie person. I think it's more of like I enjoy Eddie Van Halen. I'm not like a huge fan where I'm just like, Oh, if Eddie touched it, it's great. It's just one of those I respect the guy and yeah. I feel like um it's just always cool to see what he does. Cause he was definitely one of those players that didn't conform. Oh yeah. So it was just, it's really interesting. Okay. There is one thing that is really weird about this guitar. The tuners, the tuning pegs, three of them are gold. Three of them are silver. You're looking for it now, aren't you?
1: Yeah.
0: Look at the third picture from the back. And yeah. look
1: at- I see it. It's-
0: yeah. It's weird
1: I oh, don't know I feel like If it's supposed to be like Franken style Well the big do it Like three and three like Get yourself a whole like Your grab your bulk shipment and just randomly grab what you grab
0: Well I think the more thing the thing is Is with anything Eddie Van Halen They're trying to be as true to the Original as possible because oh, that How that ended up that's that's I would Say 90% chance um that the because that's one of the big things that it's so weird about eddie van halen is because people want it to be so true to the original look at how many frankenstrats have come out they've got the burn marks they've got all this crazy stuff it's people who are obsessed with eddie van halen so much they want the guitar just like it if you look at the uh, pickup selector, it's only got three screws holding in a four-square pickup selector. And that's because oh. if you see that the square piece actually goes over the opening where the wires run for the pickups mm. and the volume and tone control, there's an open spot. Uh,
1: I'm surprised I didn't put a clear pick guard over the routing. No,
0: nope. You want to know why? Because Eddie Van Halen didn't have a clear pick guard over it. Yeah so that's one of the interesting things I find about Eddie Van Halen fanatics is they want it so close to the original. That is just, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, when you see a lot of other people's uh, original guitars coming out, they don't come pre relict. It's yeah. the way that they bought it. So I wonder if Eddie Van Halen can be blamed for relicking. <laughs>
1: Possibly. Okay, Not, so I found okay. an original picture. Uh, it is three silver, three gold. Yep. So, actually, they have it backwards. It's silver on the low strings and gold on the high.
0: Oh, snap. Uh-oh. Chris calling y'all out. Listen here. there's
1: it. a pickup cover on the uh, bridge. No, there's not. <laughs> yes, there was. On the original.
0: They, they might. They might it, but don't forget, too, Eddie Van Halen keeps guitars for a long time. It might have been this a different era. Track. He could have. Th- look at the. I mean, the Frankenstrat didn't come looking that way. That's after years and years after modifications.
1: So is this originally like done with tape? Cause that's what they made it yes. look like.
0: Yeah. No. So the Eddie Van Halen paint scheme is 100% electrical tape. It's electrical tape.
1: Interesting. So I see people like spray paint, it. like we'll tape it off mm-hmm. and then spray paint it.
0: I believe, I think that, um, the Frankenstrat, his main guitar that everyone knows him for is actually painted that way. I think he used electrical tape to make his own paint job. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah. It's a, it's a paint job, but this one looks like tape, but I believe it's also still a paint job.
1: Well, I would assume they wouldn't do a factory yeah. model with electrical tape.
0: Well, if you look at um, a lot no, of those.
1: Yeah, that's why I asked was because like you can tell they mm-hmm. made it look like fake tape.
0: Yeah, but that's just the way he did his paint job. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, let's go on to the next item. Uh, we've got so we've talked about it before. Fender announced a Jimmy Page Telecaster, the dragon, and they've actually got a price point out
1: yeah um Anna. I think there was actually two models I think one was actually gonna be custom shop mm-hmm. which I'm guessing means like they had like an actual artist or one of their guys like actually hand paint it yeah, and then I'm guessing the one that was the budget model was probably gonna be like screen printed somehow
0: yeah and but and th-
1: I was still expecting the budget model to still be like two or three k mm-hmm. But, uh, Sweetwater actually Had it on their site for 1400 Which yeah. Is not
0: Not terrible. horrible, no, especially for I mean, $1,400, you are sitting at A USA made Fender Um And it's let's... technically a
1: signature, because they do actually have Jimmy Page's, I mean, it's probably screen, pr- Obviously screen printed, but like mm-hmm. They actually have that on there, and the fact that Fender's actually putting out a Cheaper signature, it's kind of cool
0: Mm-hmm um, let's see. Where is this one made? Is this made in America? Let's see. So it's a two-piece ash body with custom Jimmy Page artwork, satin, nitro, lacquer finish. It's got a maple neck. Jimmy Page custom thin D profile. It's got a road-worn nitro finish on the neck. Um, Rosewood fingerboard. Let's see. It does say where it's made. I'm checking
1: the finned Oh Nope, that's an article.
0: The only thing that I think would make this... Kind of, not saying made in Mexico is bad, but fourteen hundred for a made in Mexico would be a little bit more upsetting. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, because
1: even the uh, like limited edition stuff they roll out even on the used market, like you don't know, like mm, what is it those the like tuxedo telly deluxe with the uh, the TV Joneses. hmm I I think that what those retailed for a thousand and those are like maybe what was it 500 of each yeah and <laughs> those didn't get like too high i mean granted they all like 90 percent of them went to the p&w community but
0: <laughs> does it really not say where it's made
1: i haven't found anything
0: well if you guys find out where it's made let us know Oh, this is an old school truss rod on it, too. It's got the neck heel access. All
1: right. So we Google Hangouts fucked up. So we had to reset a little bit. Uh, we're still trying to figure out where this is made. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the fender site. I don't know where you're looking.
0: I'm looking at Sweetwater. Okay. And Nothing. I don't see anything.
1: Like even the pictures from the Fender website don't even show like country of origin.
0: Hmm. Maybe Fender is like y'all don't need to freaking know where it's from. Probably not, but
1: I mean, even if it is made in Mexico, the fact that it's like a signature model, like, and sadly that kind of justifies the price because everybody mm. everywhere does that. No. but
0: 1400 for a Mexican fender is not even close
1: unless this is hand painted. What if it was that in Mexico? Maybe.
0: I really That's don't see them. Here. do. I really don't see them doing <laughs> hand painted in a Mexican factory. I just don't see it happening. I mean, the whole point of sending something to Mexico is to get it done for cheaper and mass producing it's not hand-painted no way all right so um when we find that out we'll let you guys know if you find it out let us know know. (laughs) yeah because knowledge is power um all right so uh we're gonna talk about we're gonna move on to our topic so we uh we had a, a listener my buddy chris not the chris who's on this podcast but a different chris um give me some ideas for topics. So one of the things that we really don't talk about much is acoustic guitar playing. Um, I think Chris and I are more electric guitar players, but Mm. my buddy, Chris is a really big acoustic player. That's his main, main thing. Uh, he started off as a bass player and then his parents bought him acoustic and he started playing a lot of acoustic. And one thing that he, he really does like modulation effects on his acoustic. Uh, he plays a lot of acoustic shows. There's not anyone else playing and he likes to have some cool sounds. Uh, so, Chris, how often do you, I mean, do you get to play acoustic often or do you just play around the house?
1: Um, I usually end up just playing around the house because, uh, like, I never get scheduled for it. And, like, half the times when I do church things, um, like, they always have, like, the worship leader, like, doing it yeah so and, when like, they find that person like uh the thing i'm doing this weekend like that was the one thing they did was like make sure like the worship leader could play acoustics that way we could have that in the mix with us
0: yeah at our church we've got an acoustic player his name is uh, brooklyn and uh he you know so i really don't play acoustic a lot but when i do i'm i'm a big i run my acoustic usually through my pedal board i like modulation on acoustic as well um i'm a big i've always been a big fan of phasers I think it's really cool to add it in small doses. Like I love a phaser and have the rate set pretty low. So it Mm -hmm. just adds a nice little kind of flowing sound. Well,
1: here's the thing too, like the settings that I've always been in, um, especially at my old shirt. It's not really old. I just kind of stopped going because of work scheduling. But, uh, the way we mixed in acoustic was a glorified shaker.
0: Yeah, was it kind of like the all mids, nothing else?
1: I don't know if that's how they EQ'd it, because um, I never got to really run sound there. And when I did, it was pretty much like the worship leader played electric the whole time. Like, we rarely, rarely had acoustics.
0: See, I'm more of the, when I play acoustic, I like my sound. I usually cut, I, I'm the, like Scoop the Mids guy. Uh, I take most of my mids out, mm. and I get that nice, cool, like, uh, Dave Matthews sound. Okay if you listen to Dave Matthews play, there's not a whole lot of mids there. It's a lot of, whenever he hits the low notes, it's got a nice kind of full sound. Mm -hmm. But when he gets up into the treble, it's nice and uh, punchy, I guess is the term I'm looking for.
1: Part of that comes from like when you're doing mixing in a live sound situation, you already have so much going on in the mids. So you either have your electric that's taking that up or I think a lot of the drums Mm-hmm. fall into that mid section, yeah. so there's charts out there that kind of give you ideas of how to do things, and a lot of them I think put like have the acoustic like with some scooped mids so that way you have it standing out more, mm-hmm. and I think it's the same way with like keys like don't focus in on like maybe the, like the first couple of registers and mm-hmm. like actually play around with things
0: one of the uh I love using delay and reverb on uh, acoustic, and I think it's and it really depends on what I'm playing with the acoustic. Uh, delay is one of those things that like is when I'm playing electric, it's very high in the mix. Um, I've I'm one of this. I love the edge. You two just like Chris <laughs> does, and I use delay as like an uh, another instrument. See, so I
1: can't. I've tried doing that with acoustic. I just can't. I, re-
0: I really can't either. I usually I, run a low analog delay. That's just enough to fill out the sound. Because if I'm playing acoustic, it means that we're doing an acoustic set. Because if we're not doing acoustic, I'm playing electric. But if I'm yeah. doing acoustic, it means we're doing an acoustic set. So I, what I do is I okay, really... Yeah, if
1: that's the case, yeah.
0: I do try to fill in that sound. Um, or if I'm playing acoustic, it's because I'm playing uh, one of the first kind of things I had going on was I used to play uh, at like Bennigan's and uh, small little restaurants with my friends and stuff like that. And whenever it's just you and an acoustic guitar or like you've got a singer and an acoustic player, you've got to find some way to fill in the sound. Yeah. So using um, a low mix delay and reverb was one way that I was really able to do that. And what Chris is really talking about is kind of those situations as well. And in those situations, I don't use a whole lot of modulation because I feel that it can be somewhat distracting. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: now that you put it that way, I kind of see where you're coming from. So, like, when we would do acoustic sets at – now, this one is actually my legit old church. Like, we would basically strip – take the parts and just play them on acoustic. So I had my full board. Just the board was going through the system because yep. I didn't need an amp. So yes, I would be, cause this is like older. So this would have been like still playing in that like 2005 era, uh, like Hillsong stuff. Like when they actually wrote things for guitar that works not <laughs> <well's. laughs> shots fired. Looking at but, you.
0: Uh, <laughs> what was it? What? Who's uh, a the Nigel Hendriff. Yeah. We're looking at you, buddy. Give us some cool <laughs> guitar parts again.
1: Make guitar worship great again.
0: <laughs> Oof.
1: But um <laughs> anyway, uh so what's one song? Sweetly broken's a very good example. So like when you break that out, a lot of oh my gosh. like you would kind of lay down that kind of U two rhythm. Like you could do it without delay on acoustic for acoustic sets. But it really helps fill out the room. Reverb can't do that for you. Well, I mean, if you turned it up high enough, maybe. But
0: see, my thing was is like we'd be playing. Man, sweetly broken that like that was. Gosh,
1: I saw the video from me doing it one of the first times I was like leading worship out on YouTube, and I did it that kind of version, and it was really great.
0: I see. We used to do like the almost like country version. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. And the, well, I'm trying to think of songs we used to do that we. So the church that I played at when I first moved to Tennessee, Florida, um, pretty much all we had was like acoustic most of the time. It was a really small church. Like all ten of us showed up, and um, we used to do songs like a uh, "Sweetly Broken." Uh, we did pieces by Red, which listen. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. That song will hit you right in the gut. Um, and then I'm trying to think of other songs we used to do. Uh, Let It Rain, like classics. <laughs> like just, uh, We are way behind our time. Uh, Came to My Rescue. That was a good Hillsong. Oh, yeah, yeah. A Hillsong song, which if you say really fast, makes you sound like you're making fun of Asian people, but that's okay. Uh, no, it's not okay to make fun of Asian people. Let me just slow down just <laughs> really quick. <laughs> uh, um, but I'm trying to think of other songs we used to do. Uh,
1: did y'all do a lot off of, uh, since we're in that era, what was it? United, the United we stand album.
0: I don't remember. I was like, that was just at a time where I just played guitar. Like that was kind of the thing we did. Oh, let's see, United We Stand. Who that was Hillsong. Correct. United. I'm um, you know what? Let's see. I'm looking it up. Yeah, once
1: you see the From sun. the
0: inside out, came to my rescue. Yep. Uh literally we did everything
1: those. you would do in the that stand.
0: Time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the stand. That was like your go to. Um
1: it's still I think we did it last year at the same D now that we're doing like when we were trying to figure out like altar calls. The guy that put the whole thing together, he's like, How about the stand? Part of me's uh, like, That is so old. And then the, other part, so like, the other part of you's
0: like the other part is you're like, We're gonna get these people to stand. Um, let's see, uh Lead Me to the Cross. That was off the their two thousand seven album. Man, I'm like
1: Good times, right? i'm like when you actually had parts to play
0: uh no listen you know what one song that we used to do that like i'm kind of ashamed of but like in that moment of my life i was like that was the perfect song east to west casting crowns that's what's up (laughs) like
1: throwing it down that was that was solid because uh they usually write some of their stuff like a little uh, it's not really on the heavier side but you know what i'm meaning like yeah to where if you wanted to throw in like twice as much gain as what they used like mm-hmm. it still worked
0: so i also played in celebrate recovery which is really cool because you could play songs that weren't worship songs but because you're like we're reaching people who are not saved yet it was like it's cool because we've we did like literally the most random songs i think it was mm-hmm. just like an excuse to play songs we liked Dude, we did dc talk <laughs> we did we did an evanescence song one time um i'm trying to think of the other we did a creed song we did like all this crazy stuff and that was like one of my favorite times though <laughs> yeah i just no, got away like with that
1: it i've only done played celebrate recovery a couple of times at my church and the lady that's in charge of it is very like you can tell she came from, like, that classic rock, like, punk, like, Not, walk yeah. of life. Yes. So, like, even when I'm, like, I'm it's, like, I'm so used to, like, in that church setting, like, having to tone it down because, like, we normally do newer, like, Hillsong stuff that's mellow. Mm-hmm. she's sitting over here, like, like, give me more. Give me more. Come on. Like, let it out. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> You're like, hold on like, one second. Let me do my let, tapping let, solo.
1: Yeah, let me get the, let me kick the wah on a little oh. bit
0: don't listen I've done that stuff don't even hold on we did a thousand foot crutch which oh my gosh Um and there's a song that they do that required me to cross over because I was in drop D but the like hammer on pull off stuff was in it. the song was in E so I had to like I did the reach over and barred my neck and played this like tapping part and used a wah yeah I was proud of myself and now I look back and I'm just like, you silly son of a biscuit eater. The good old days. All right. So now that we we're... do miss those days. Yeah. I had my, my buddy, Mike, man. He was the singer and it was a lot of fun because I got to sing. I always sang the harmony parts and that was like good times. All
1: right. So a little bit of off topic, but... <laughs> a little since, bit. Since we're reminiscing on this, okay. like how different was your setup then compared to how it is now?
0: Oh man.
1: Based on like how, since we both play in church a lot and mostly how much has that affected what's on your board?
0: Okay. So I'll tell you my primary setup back then. Okay. Um, I had a PRS custom 24 10 top, which was stolen, which is the like, Knife through my heart. And then I moved to a Gibson Les Paul studio. Um, amp wise, I used a Jet City JCA 20H head and a Bugera 2x12 cabinet. Um, and pedal wise, I used a Boss DD3. Um, I had, which I got rid of for some reason. And I moved to a carbon copy delay. And that was it. Like, that was pretty much it. Okay. I really so. didn't. And then and then I slowly progressed. But, like, one of my, like, I'd say, like, my transition board, I had two OCD pedals <laughs> for oh, some wow. reason. Mm-hmm. I had a Vox Saturator. I had a Boss DD3. And I'm trying to think. I had a Boss TR2. And some sort of wah pedal. I you know I can't remember my first reverb pedal, but I honestly did not have one. I think my first reverb pedal was like a, a Trinity mm. from TC Electronics. I didn't have a reverb pedal for a long time. I was really slow into the gear game, but when I f- like fell into it, I fell hard. Yeah. What did so? What did your like old school rig look like?
1: Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of the same aspect as it is now, but for totally different reasons. And this is, like, where I'm trying to get at. So, old board for that, like, time period was, like, still four drives, but four very, very different drives. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that time, I think I had um, a Morning Glory, Tube Screamer, a actual distortion... And there might have been another one. I don't remember what the fourth one was because that one was kind of like my rotate spot, you know, mm-hmm. to rotate pedals in and out. Um, and like they would all get used in a service. Like I would start off like with the high gain stuff, work down and actually like get to a clean sound as we like went along. And the way we did stuff, you know, we actually kicked up bridges like pretty, pretty hard if we if like the song called for it. Um, as far as like m- the modulation side of my board, no oh, is not really a thing, but I had a wall and I used it a lot. Cause you know, when you get into like certain parts and you can just kind of do like a nice slow sweep to kind of add some texture in there,
0: Wait, I saw we someone, I saw someone posting about using wall pedals in a weird way. I think it was Jason. Um, he was posted in another group, talked about using wall pedals. I still to this day will use a wall pedal as it's more of a filter. Mm -hmm. Um, I really, cause we don't have a synth player at our church and we've kind of moved to the songs that do kind of synthy things. And one of the cool things I do is I I'll rock it back all the way to the heel Mm -hmm. and I'll slowly move. I won't all go all the way to the toe, but I use that like filter kind of synthy sound. Um, Exactly. And I like doing that and I'll even do it without hitting a note. I'll use it kind of like, um, if I bend the string the right way, I can get just a weird noise going and it adds just a little bit of texture to the song. Mm-hmm.
1: And like, I feel like the way music is like, this is why my board is so, I, I feel like it's so sparse and so different and why I have a hard time justifying getting stuff is when I do get, get into church settings. Now I maybe use one, maybe two of the drives that are on my board or that I own. Yeah, and stuff's so simple now that I feel like I don't even need two delays anymore.
0: Oh no! Or two uh, reverbs. So I use, um, I could play with just my HX effects. I have a lot of extra stuff on my board. I've got, what uh, was I've got the Woodcutter, which I use sparingly. I don't use it that often. Um, I've got my Dually from Westminster, which that's one of my main drives. And I've got my uh, fuzz uh, half horse from Pelican Works, which doesn't see a whole lot. I'm talking about like I there's I go Sundays without kicking it on
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and then I've got my benford sixty one hundred which really does not get used that much. I haven't dialed in a great sound yet, but I need to find something cool and then I've got a fuzz Rocious uh, anomalies delay, which I kick on for crazy weird delay. Like if I'm doing insane swells and I've also got a fuzz Roche's trimmer slow, which is a tremolo pedal, which I use that cause that runs the tail into my chain pretty much. And I use that to add a little bit of depth. If we're like, usually if someone's like talking or it's like prayer and I'm doing swells and I'm doing mm-hmm. just enough to be, uh, to kind of add some texture and layers to it. But there's a lot of stuff I don't use, but I keep on my board because you never know when you're going to need it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So what was the original like topic? That we had? <laughs> acoustic <laughs> effects. Acoustic effects.
0: Um, yeah. So how about this? Why don't we talk about this besides reverb and delay, you're playing an acoustic show. You've got one effect that you're probably going to use. What do you think you would pick? I already know my answer is phaser because. (sighs) Listen, Aaron might've like started the year of the phaser,
1: but you're going to finish it.
0: No, I started it. I (laughs) had it last year. He's late to the game. There you go. Yeah. Aaron, get on my level.
1: Um, I don't know. That's, Really hard because I feel like I would definitely want either a delay or reverb or what's the. Well, you've got a
0: delay and reverb. That one's already you've got that. It's uh, a given. The
1: dispatch matcher, like that, that would be a good one to have. Yeah, like but that's so delay and some.
0: reverb. But you've already got that. You've already oh, got you're it.
1: you saying if I already have it.
0: No, you've already got that. You get one more effect.
1: Mm. I feel like I would really want a compressor. To give like not have a muffled sound like to actually be able mm-hmm. to like get those strings out
0: i'd also say if you don't have an active eq on your acoustic I'd, I'd really invest in an eq pedal or some sort of eq um if you're using like a lr bags that has an eq on it that's great but i feel like um being able to control your eq is a great thing i'd say you know another one uh my buddy Chris said that he likes to use is, And it's not a horrible discussion Like a horrible pedal to use Is flanger Flanger on acoustic is not horrible uh, If it's used sparingly Yeah But of course flanger is one of the things that like People like want to either fight or make out about You're either like oh I love flanger It's amazing or anyone who uses flanger Is like in A stupid head I don't know why you're going to be insulting like we're in second grade But that's how I feel like it is whenever people argue over the internet, which I'm one of those people that argue over the internet. Hmm.
1: Actually, ooh, funny story about, um, I hope this is about people whole, arguing over the internet. No, it's actually dang going it. back to, uh, like it's actually going back on topic, but,
0: uh, dang it, Chris, we're not supposed <laughs> to be on topic. What are you doing?
1: Okay. Maybe it's a little off topic. It's kind it's topic adjacent (laughs) the whole reason i actually a learned about uh the dimension c chorus and ended up like kind of getting talked into one was from a guy i met at a job that that was his only pedal he used with his acoustic
0: really yeah i don't imagine that sounding super fantastic
1: I mean i think he did uh i don't remember what style exactly but it was kind of something that were you in a cure worked. cover band Had to have been but uh something that kind of needed like 12 string sound ish so like obviously like that's a good place for a chorus to come in
0: man i've but been looking at this line
1: justify getting a 12 string
0: i've been lo- i've been looking at this line six variax that's been in my area they want 300 bucks and that's like the going price used i really want to get it cheaper i'd love to play with the line six variax guitar
1: i would too because i think the one that i've touched uh was at guitar center and like the battery was low so i couldn't like really tell
0: much i wonder going if, on i wonder if you could just change the neck and like just have a great playing guitar because the one i played one before and i didn't care for the neck
1: i don't think the newer ones are that bad so like when they had the James whatever guy like come in and do stuff? James like, Tyler? Yeah. You mean it wasn't Steve Tyler that came in and did it?
0: Steven Tyler PJs. Steven Tyler PJs. Yeah, now we're on Polly Shore movies. Tell me you get that reference. Tell me you get that reference. I don't. Have you never seen son in law? No. Oh wait wait is that
1: well hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on son
0: hold 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 the phone movie. Hold
1: it might be what i'm thinking of
0: hold the phone all right everyone as oh, we sit here and watch yes
1: yeah the with paul shore
0: paulie shore one? Paul Pauly shore. shore sorry oh my god i gosh. didn't see the why
1: it blended in oh uh,
0: what is all right listen here's what we're gonna do if you come to SummerNAM. We're going to do a poly Shore marathon the first night we're there, just so that way Chris is totally just fried for the rest of the week.
1: I, I, okay, so I have seen this and I do like low key kind of love the movie, but it hasn't been one of those that I've actively sought out to watch. It's been when it's been a movie night with yeah. like my parents. Or
0: like ago. you, or like you like walk by and it's on TV and you sit down, and you're like, eh, I can watch this.
1: Now now I kind of want
0: to. (laughs) Yeah. Episode 50, we're watching Son-in-Law. We're going to do a live. (laughs) We're going to do it, and we're just going to talk about it the whole time. Um, It's
1: only an hour and a half.
0: Yeah. It would be just under our normal episode length. Um, But, yeah, no. Um, So that was our cool 78 topics blurred into one. Uh, We went from what effects to use with acoustic to how East to West is not a horrible song by Casting Crowns oh my gosh you know what we did do though i'm gonna tell you have you heard of the band um seventh day slumber
1: i think so i just haven't heard Uh, anything by them
0: oh no listen so they did this album that was nothing but like imagine if like lincoln park did worship songs but without the rapping Okay. I don't know if it would be Linkin Park, but it was kind of like this alternative rock thing and they did a whole album of covers and they actually did a really cool version of Mighty to Save and we did that version and we like played at the Big Church like with all the grown-ups. <laughs> the <big church. laughs> yeah, cuz I'm still a youth kid at heart. How much like Look, we're going to the Big Church cuz I was raised in Assemblies of God where the youth like had their own building. You always went to the gym and then some Sundays you got to go up to the Big Church. Um So we played there and we did this version and they actually have a really cool version of I Can Only Imagine, which kind of sounds like Rage Against the Machines Wake Up. It has that same beginning. Hmm. So I don't hate that album actually. I kind of need to go listen to it again. But um, we're gonna I think we're gonna sign off. That was pretty ADD for this episode. Uh, Hopefully next week we get if we can get companies to start announcing some crap that'd be really helpful.
1: Yeah, start teasing a summer summer name for us.
0: Yeah, tease us. Tease us. All right, so thanks for joining us. Um, Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, If you're you're listening to us on YouTube, leave a comment. I don't care if it's just the middle finger emoji. Uh, Let us know, and it'll be really cool. Uh, Check if you're not listening on YouTube. You can go to YouTube. Check it out. It's a great way to listen while you're at work and wasting time. Um, though we do not support time theft because that's the same as stealing money according to Michael Scott Um, follow us on the Instagram at the effects loop if you see something on Instagram it's most likely me so if you message it's Diaz probably responding back I keep forgetting that people don't know that because that's I think uh, was it Chad from Jennings who was on last week (laughs) It was like wait so who was I talking to on Instagram (laughs) I was like oh yeah yeah totally Diaz Um, Join our Facebook group Go to facebook.com slash group slash the effects loop If you have any ideas for topics You see anything cool you want us to talk about Email us at the effects loop At gmail.com Oh And don't forget our Patreon You can give us money It's really cool Uh, And Chris will send you out a sticker If you join at the right level Mm -hmm. And you get to join the, the chat group Which is Like awful lonely right now so join in will will needs friends and then uh last but not least thank you to slow gear electronics um for sponsoring this episode uh please go check them out follow them on instagram i know that's where they do a lot of their stuff right now they have a website you can check out as well that's in their bio Uh, show them some love and show them tell them that you heard about them from the effects loop and check out the pedal stands if you've got boss pedals Buy some, they're cheap as crap. Like, I was surprised how cheap they were. And uh, I think that's all of our whole end of the show.
1: Sounds
0: like it, yeah, good enough for us. All right, um, so once again, thanks for joining us. I'm Diaz, and I'm Chris, and you've been listening to the effects loop. See you guys. bye